0: So, so today we are going to continue. As, uh, we are currently studying the, the the prophetic books in the Old Testament. So, for uh, three weeks or four weeks ago, we studied the book of Jonah. Today, we are going to study the book of Amos. Okay, the book of Amos. So, before we begin, so so let let us pray. Okay, let us pray. Can I have you, Henry? lead us in prayer. Okay, yeah. thank. Okay, let's and yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we will be led by Mao Cha Tong today. To, to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you a lot for the day. Thank you for the fellowship that we have, even though we are spread out in different places. Thank you for giving us the time together and to learn your work. And let you use uh, Brother Sid to encourage us and to do... May us know you more uh, from your word. Thank you for your presence, God. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you, Henry. So let me let me share my screen. Uh, so I hope everybody can see my screen. Can everybody see my screen? Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Today we are going to learn the book of Amos, okay, the book of Amos. For many people, the book of Amos is a pretty depressing book because it, is, it contains some of the harshest judgment from God to, to the kingdom of Israel. Okay, so, so it, it's pretty depressing, pretty I mean, pretty, I mean, pretty harsh book. But then the book of Amos also contains some of the most precious promises from God. You know promises of restoration from God. So here I, I put on the screen from Amos 4:12b that said that prepare to meet your God. Okay, so I think it, it let it be a reminder to all of us. You know that that uh, that that this earth does not be. I mean, it's not our permanent home. Okay, eventually we will we will depart from this earth and to meet Him. You know so. So we need to remember that the time that we have is on loan from God. The breath that He gave us is on loan from God. Every talents we have, every riches we have, every material possession, skills talent, knowledge, everything is on loan from God. Okay, so so we we need to every day we need to walk our life we need to, to walk with a reminder that we need to be ready to prepare to meet our God okay God can call us home anytime okay so we need to walk this life on earth with that reminder always in our mind okay to get ready to prepare to meet our God all right so again our uh, the order we study the prophetic books is different than the order that show up in your English Bible okay uh, in your English Bible, is divided by major prophetic books and minor prophetic books. But we we will approach the study chronologically, okay? Chronologically. So so just just uh, a review. Uh, uh, we we talk about it already, but this is very important facts. Without this fact, it is very hard for us to understand the prophetic books of the Old Testament. Okay, after the death of king solomon in 930 bc israel was divided okay israel was divided so, so that happened after king solomon died okay after king solomon died so it divided into two parts the northern kingdom is called uh, the northern kingdom which is called the kingdom of israel with the capital of samaria Okay, the capital city of the kingdom of Israel is Samaria, conquered by the Assyrian kingdom in 70, 7, 722 BC. Okay, so the northern kingdom the, uh, is called the kingdom of Israel. The capital city is Samaria, conquered by the Assyrian kingdom in 722 BC. So that's the northern kingdom. And then the southern kingdom is called the kingdom of Judah, With the capital of Jerusalem. Okay, the capital is Jerusalem. Conquered by Babylon in 586 BC. So the southern kingdom survived a little bit longer than the northern kingdom. Okay, the northern kingdom have zero godly king. The southern kingdom have a few godly kings. So that's why the southern kingdom... Which, or, or uh, many times in the Bible, we, we, it's called the Kingdom of Judah. It survived a little bit longer because there are a few godly kings in the Southern Kingdom. All right. So we need to remember this. I, I'm going to give this review at the beginning of our class every time. Okay. Because it's very important for us to know this fact to, to make sense the prophetic books. Otherwise, it will be very confusing. Okay, to, 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 to learn the prophetic books if we don't if we forget if we forget this fact. Now what is the common theme throughout the prophetic books? Okay, the the main theme of the prophetic books is judgment. Okay, judgment because the people of Israel rebel against God. The people of Israel broke covenant with God that's why the main theme in the book of in the prophetic books is judgment but that is not all the main theme in the prophetic books the second theme is promises of restoration okay promises of restoration so so that that is the beauty of the prophetic books in the old testament yes when we rebel against god god will send us judgment but the judgment is not the end okay the judgment from God the discipline from God is not the end okay. the, the, the judgment and the, the discipline is only temporary okay. eventually God gave us promise that he will restore us okay. he will restore us so that is the glorious uh, theme in the prophetic books of the Old Testament yes God Sometimes when we when we rebel against him, when we stubborn, when we stiff-necked, when we I mean when we refuse to obey him, yes, he might discipline us. He might send us to judgment. But those discipline, those judgments are temporary. Okay, God eventually will restore us. Okay, He will. I mean, He He I mean He will restore us and He will reconcile us back to Him. that's the beauty of the the prophetic books now like what i said uh, we are going to approach our study of the prophetic books in a different order than what than the order that you have in your english bible okay in your english bible it's divided by major prophetic books and minor prophetic books okay based on volume of the book okay Uh, so so but We are going to approach the study chronologically, okay. So we are going to approach uh, what what uh, we are going to approach our study based on the pre-Assyrian, okay. The pre-Assyrian prophets, so prophets that are sent by God before the Northern Kingdom or the Kingdom of Israel was conquered by the Assyrian army, okay. So it will be the Book of Jonah, which will which we already study. Uh, about three weeks ago, uh, Henry has uh, the podcast or the recordings. So you, I mean, I can give you the the recordings of that uh, teaching uh, if you want to. Uh, if you want to, uh, to, to to listen to the uh, to the Book of Jonah, and then today we are going to learn the Book of Amos, and then next week we are going to learn the Book of Hosea. Beautiful book, okay, the Book of Hosea. And then we are going to learn the book of Micah and, as, and Isaiah. Okay, these five books are what we call as the pre-Assyrian prophets. Okay, because they, they are prophets that are sent by God before the northern kingdom or the kingdom of Israel were devi- were conquered by the Assyrian army. And then after that, we are going to learn the pre-Babylonian prophets. Uh, Prophets, which is these are the prophets that were sent by God before the southern kingdom were conquered by yeah. the Babylonian army. Okay, which is the book of Nehemiah the Benaiah, Habakkuk, Jeremiah, and uh, Lamentations, and Ezekiel. Okay, hey, brother Vincent, hello. um, I'd like to introduce you. Uh, Vincent, I think you remember uh, John and Aneta, right? John and Aneta? Who are they? I don't know. (laughs) Hi, stranger. (laughs) Hi, brother John. So, so John and Aneta join us tonight, and also brother Paul from Vancouver, which is Henry's friend from Vancouver, also join us. Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, hi, brother Paul. So. So he joined us from Vancouver. So that, that that is my picture today: a round dot and uh, something that looks like a bread dough. That's me today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, in in ACBC we call Finson the little Chinese man. Okay. So so that's why. I, <laughs> so if, if we call him the little Chinese man, don't don't I mean we refer to Finson. Okay. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. don't don't worry. We we'll, we'll take offense. We'll bring him to the backyard <laughs> later on. You okay. Know. So 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 again, the pre-Babylonian uh, prophets are Nahum, Zephaniah, Habakkuk, Jeremiah, and Lamentations, and then the book of Ezekiel. And then after that, we will study the, uh, the prophetic books that are written during. The exile okay during the exile which is the book of Daniel and then after that we will study the book what we call as post exile prophets okay which is the prophets that are sent by God after the is uh, the 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 Israelites were returned from the exile which is the book of Obadiah Haggai Zechariah Joel and Malachi. Okay, so this is the order where we are going to approach, uh, where we are going to approach the study of the prophetic books. Okay, and today we will learn the book of Amos. Okay, the book of Amos. Again, the book of Amos. So many Christians don't like the book of Amos because it's pretty depressing. It contains some of the harshest uh, judgments, but it also contains some of the most glorious promises. You know, that God gave to His people and to us, you know. So, so today we will learn the book of Amos. Okay, so Jonah and Amos served God as a prophet under Jeroboam the second. Let me move this a bit. Okay, Jonah and, um, and Amos served God as prophets under King Jeroboam the second. Okay. King Jeroboam the is the the, the a, a king uh, of the northern kingdom. Okay, king of the northern kingdom or the kingdom of Israel. Okay, Jeroboam the second. Okay, so so you, you remember three weeks ago we learned the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah was sent to was sent as a prophet uh, by God to serve God under King Jeroboam the second. And Amos also served God as prophets under the same king King Jeroboam the Second Alright so now this is not the real picture of Jeroboam the second okay I'm just use him as a as an example so Jeroboam the second ruled the Northern kingdom uh from seven ninety-three to seven fifty three BC okay Jeroboam the second and so first God sent Jonah at the beginning of 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 the uh, of Jeroboam the second rule okay so so God sent Jonah at the beginning of Jeroboam second the second rule and then toward the end of King Jeroboam second rule God sent Amos okay God sent Amos God sent Amos so uh, so so Amos uh Live around 767 to 753 BC. Okay, so now King Jeroboam II is a very able army general and a very good political leader. Okay, so under the leadership of Jeroboam II, the northern kingdom or the kingdom of Israel uh, were experiencing its golden years, very prospering. So under the rulership of Jeroboam the second, Israel prosper. Okay, Israel prosper. They gain a lot of new territories, and, and the, the, the 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 kingdom get becoming wealthier under the rulership of Jeroboam the second. But that's also the beginning. That's also causing problem to the kingdom of Israel. Okay, so. Uh, um, the key word of the book of Amos, okay, the key word is judgment of Israel. The key verses is Amos 3, 1 and 2, and then Amos 8, 11 to 12. Okay, Amos 3, 1 to 2 is, Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel. Against the whole family that I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore I will punish you for all your iniquities So here God is telling Israel That I have chosen you You are my chosen people Okay, so it is an honor But it is also a responsibility So God chose them to represent him So, so God chose Israel to represent him To bring glory to him Not to embarrass him Not to, not to insult him Okay, so, so so being a chosen people, God's chosen people is an honor, but also a responsibility. Okay, and then the next key verses is from Amos eight eleven to 12. It said, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. See, like what I said, under Jeroboam II, Israel was prospering. Okay, because King Jeroboam II uh, is a very able, a very good military leader and a good politician. Okay, but... Unfortunately, the prosperity also leads them to 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 to, to being to be arrogant, okay, to be uh, to 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 commit uh, rebellious acts toward toward God. That's why God said that I, I I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Okay, so so it is really that's the tragedy, uh, that's the danger of prosperity. When we prosper, it's becoming harder for us to listen to the word of God. When we prosper, usually we become more, it become easier for us to become stubborn and to, to forget our God. Okay, so that's the danger of prosperity. Now, The the danger of prosperity, it can lead us to a life of compromise, idol worships, and empty ritualism. Okay, Empty ritualism, that's the danger of prosperity. There is nothing wrong about prosperity, but when we prosper, usually it's harder for us to, to listen to Him. It's harder for us to live for Him. Usually prosperity can lead us to a life of compromise. Or idol worships or empty ritualism, so we may still go to church. We may still sing uh, hymns or sing song of worships, but we do it out of empty ritualism. Okay, so uh, let me uh, a few a couple of weeks ago during uh, our Good Friday and Easter celebration at ACBC at Arlington Chinese Bible Church, uh, we are told that if we are able uh, uh, the church encourage us to, to fast, to skip a meal uh, and, and to get ready to prepare us for, the, for Good Friday. See for, for my son for my son it's so easy for him to skip a meal or two. you know he can he can go the whole day without eating. as long as he has his PlayStation and iPad, he can go for the whole day without eating. You know, so 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 I talk to him. You know, I challenge him. You know, real fasting is about us sacrificing what really dear to us, what really close to our hearts. You know, so so. But when we fast, we want to set those things aside because we want to really focus on on the one that really, the the one who really loves us to the uttermost. You know, we want to set aside what really dear to us, in order to show Jesus that hey, he is more precious than anything we have, than any uh, anything that we desire. Okay. so so I challenge him. You know, why don't you spend the whole day without electronic? You know, without PlayStation. I mean, that's real fasting. You know, I, I mean, I know for him when he when he heard that he he need to skip a meal, he just ah, easy, you know, but I told him I know it's easy for him. I, I told him that I know it's easy for you, but why don't you try live a day without electronic, without PlayStation? without And, and then he, he said, OK, and he really struggled. He really struggled. And I, I told him that that's what fasting is all about. I mean, fasting, it has to be tough it has to be a struggle because we want jesus to know that he is so precious to us that we willingly set aside things that are so dear to us in because we want to pursue him because because he is the because we long to for a deeper fellowship with him okay so so that's so fasting is not just an empty ritual fasting is supposed to challenge us fasting is supposed to really stretch us Okay, so so that so that's the danger of prosperity prosperity can lead us to a life of com- compromise idol worships and empty ritualism now in Amos 5 21 to 23 something i mean god told the, uh, the kingdom of israel something that really is scary he said that i hate i despise your your feasts I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs to the melody of your harps. I will not listen. So that is, that is, A warning to all of us, you know, a warning to all of us. Do we do our work of ministry simply because we are trying to follow a ritual? Or do we do our ministry because we love Him? That's why Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. God doesn't want us to follow him just because it is a ritual. Okay? God wants us to follow him because we love him with our heart. We do not want, I mean, my fear, you know, this, that, this is my fear is at the end of my life. When I see him, Jesus looked at me and said that, you know, your ministry, you know, all the work of ministry you have done. I despise them. I despise them it means nothing to me because you do it out of ritualism it's an empty ritual for you so so that 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 I pray that Jesus will not will not say that to me when when I meet when I meet him in the when I die so let this be a warning to all of us let our walk with Christ be 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 a walk of love For him be a walk where we continuously want to pursue him because we love him because we we long for deeper fellowship with him not because it's a ritual not because it's a tradition but because it is a longing that comes directly from the deepest part of our heart okay so so let this be a warning to all of us okay we do not want to, to to meet him after we die, and then he looked at, uh, at us and said, uh, You know, all the things you do, I despise them. I don't delight in them. Okay, so, so, so I pray that let this verse, Amos 5, 21 to 23, be, uh, be verses that challenge us and motivate us to live a genuine, to walk a genuine walk with Christ. Okay, not be, not because it is ritual, not because it is it is tradition, but because it is a longing of our hearts. Okay, the book of Amos. Okay, the book of Amos. Again, remember what I said. Israel was divided after King Solomon. Israel was divided into two: the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. Okay, the northern kingdom is called the the kingdom of Israel. The southern kingdom is called the kingdom of Judah, okay, kingdom of Judah. Now, uh, the kingdom of Judah is where Jerusalem is, the kingdom of Israel, the capital is Samaria. And then uh, the people in the northern Israel uh, choose the city of Bethel to build their temple, okay, to build their temple. Then they build uh, a bull, a cow. To and worship them, okay. That's why God really, really a- angry with them, okay. So, when a- when Amos was sent by God to the northern Israel, King Jeroboam the second was the king, and like what I said, he is a very able leader, a very, I mean, able and a very, I mean, good king in terms of leadership is concerned and politician is his and politics is concerned. Okay, so when when he rules, Israel won new territory and generated wealth. But he also allowed idolatry and injustice. Okay, so that's why God sent Amos. Amos lived in the city of Tekoa. Now, Tekoa is in the southern kingdom in Judah. Tekoa is right on the border. Okay, right on the border. Between Israel and Judah, okay. So, so Tekoa is, I mean, right at the border, and God sent him to the northern Israel to rebuke Jeroboam the and and in the book of Amos, uh, uh, Amos delivers sermons, poems, and visions uh, to 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 warn and to rebuke Jeroboam the and to warn him that judgment is coming. Okay, judgment is coming Now in the first Chapter of the book okay, In the first chapter of the book uh, It, it tells us A little bit about Amos That he lived in Tekoa In the border between Israel and Judah Okay, So he is He lived in the southern kingdom But God sent him to the northern kingdom To be a prophet To the northern kingdom Okay, And then God delivered Judgment Not toward the northern kingdom, but God began by condemning Damascus of the nation of Aram, which is a farthest nation from Israel. Okay, so so God began his judgment by first condemning Damascus, which is way far from the northern Israel. After God condemned Damascus in, in verse 3 and 5, then God Condemn Gaza of the nation of Philistia. Okay. So, so Gaza is closer, okay, closer to Israel. So but God first starts from Damascus. After that you condemn Gaza. And then after that after that God condemned Tyre. So God getting closer and closer. Geographically, Damascus is the farthest from Israel. And then Gaza is a little bit a little bit closer. And then Tyre is a little bit closer. And then in verse 11 to 12, God condemned the nation of Edom. Again, God God getting closer. And then in 13 to 15, God condemned the nation of Ammon. Or or some people call it Ammon. Okay, so again, God getting closer again. Okay, and then in chapter Amos 2, 1 to 3, God condemned the nation of Moab. Again, God getting closer again. Okay, closer to Israel. And then in chapter two, <clears throat> four to five, God cond- condemned the kingdom of Judah. So why why God did that? Why did God do that? Why didn't He just directly go to Israel, uh, to the kingdom of Israel, and condemn Israel right away? Why did He begin with Damascus, which is far the farthest, and then getting closer and closer and closer and closer? So He but God basically condemned uh, another uh, other kingdom one by one, and, and even Judah, before he, he he condemned Israel. I think God wants to remind all of us, nature of human, you know, nature of human being. That we usually, when we encounter problem, we always blame it on others. You know, we I mean, it's always somebody else's fault. Okay, so we, we become expert in, in finding fault of others, you know. Whenever something happened, we always ah, that guy's fault, that guy's fault. I mean, we it, we never. It's it very hard for us to to look at ourselves. Uh, okay, so 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 so. I think this is as uh, this is to to let Israel know how selfish they are, how arrogant they are. That 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 God actually, his finger is actually his. His finger is directed toward Israel, but then God purposely uh, condemn other other nations first, because He want Israel to to know that yeah I know of God God is trying to tell Israel that I know who you are. You are so arrogant. You are so blind. You always think about other nations' fault, but you never think about your own fault. Okay, you never think about your own fault. So. So in in. The next verse, the next 10 verse, God condemned the kingdom of Israel, okay, from 6 to 16. See, look at that. When he condemned Damascus, he spent two verses. When he condemned Gaza, he spent two verses. When he condemned Tyre, he spent two verses. When he condemned Edom, he spent two verses. When he condemned Ammon, he he spent two verses, when he condemned Moab, he spent two verses. When he condemned Judah, he spent two verses. But when he condemned Israel, he spent ten verses. So, so, so God is telling Israel, your sins is way more than the sins of the other kingdom. Okay, God basically God's target is on them. God's finger is on them. Okay, God has more sins against them compared to other kingdom. Okay, compared to other kingdom, see Jesus. So, so God is basically targeting on them. Okay, this Israel is God's real target. Okay, Israel is the one that God really targeting at. See, remember this one. Oh, hey, Vincent, you have questions. Yes, sir. Amos, mm-hmm. uh, where is he from? He, he is from Takoa here, the southern, the southern kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he is from here, from the border between the southern kingdom and the northern uh-huh. kingdom. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you. So you remember Matthew seven three. Where Jesus said, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not know? It is the lock the Okay, you guys must be familiar with this verse. So basically, this is what God is saying to Israel, to the kingdom of Israel. I mean, you, you, you are fully aware of other nations' fault, but you are blind to your own fault. Okay, you, you are fully fully aware of the speck in your in other kingdoms eyes but you you are blind to your the lock that is in your own eye. okay so, so again look at that only two verses for it for other nation but for for Israel God spent 10 verses to condemn the northern Israel. okay so let this be. A lesson and a warning to all of us. Okay, when, when things happen to us, please first look at us. Okay, let, let ask God to first to, to correct us, to inspect us before we point our fingers to other people. Okay, before we point our fingers to other people. Okay, so, so first we have to be to become good at inspecting ourselves before we point our fingers at others. Okay, that's what happened to the northern Israel. They are, they are, they are very good in finding fault of others, but they are blind to their own fault. Okay, they become blind to their own fault. Okay, so in chapter two, six to sixteen, God condemned the kingdom of Israel, and then this is God, God's judgment on. This is God, God's God's. Uh, accusation to to israel to the kingdom of israel he said that the wealthy in israel ignored and oppressed the poor and causing them to get deeper into debt. and then uh, god also said that the wealthy in israel sold the poor into slavery without any legal representations and then another thing that god uh, where God uh, uh, telling them is uh, in uh, that Israel, the debtors in Israel seize the clothes of the poor and tax them with taxes that the poor can, could not afford. And then another thing, and this is really bad. He said that in Israel, father and son slept together with the same prostitute. This is really bad. Okay usually we have instances where father alone slept with prostitute or son alone slept with prostitute in this but in this case we have father and son slept together with the same prostitute so this is really bad okay this is really really bad okay and then is that israel has twisted the word of god to conform to their lifestyle and silence those who are against them. Okay, who, so, so Israel has twisted the word of God and, uh, to conform to their lifestyle and silence those who are against them. Okay, so so I, I mean, you probably are aware of some preachers now here in, Ameri- in North, North America who is doing exactly the same thing. Okay, they are they are twisting the word of God to 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 conform to their lifestyle, and silence those who are against them. Okay, silence those who are against them. Okay, so all these are the things that God has against Israel. Okay, these are the things that that God that God has against Israel. Now, the book of Amos is actually. Favorite book of Martin Luther King Okay, Dr. Martin Luther King The book of Amos is showing uh, Talking about the issue of social injustice Okay, social injustice Okay, if you remember in John 17 14 to 16 Jesus said that Jesus in his prayer Pray like this Pray, I have given them Them here is the apostles I have given them your word And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you, the Father, take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just I am not of the world. So here Jesus is praying to the Father, and Jesus asks the Father that please don't take them out of the world. Keep them in the world. But keep keep them from evil, okay. Keep them. So so here's Jesus is basically saying that all of us, you and me, who has been redeemed by the blood of Christ, we are not of the world, but we are not out of the world. Okay, so we are not of the world, but not out of the world. We still live here. Okay, so so. Right now the difficulty that church, Christian churches have here in the world uh, the Christian especially here in North America is how to how to to, to to present the message of the gospel that 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 make that make the Christians aware that they are not of the world but not out of the world there are some ministers who who focus so much on that we are not of the world Okay, we are not of the world but but that make make the their the, the preaching or their ministry to be out of touch with reality because the fact is yes we are not of the world but we are not out of the world okay so we need to present the balance here okay the gospel message is balanced okay the gospel message is uh, is for us, is to remind us that we are not of the world but we are not out of the world okay some preachers some pastors or ministers are focusing on that on the part where we are not of the world so whenever they' are their child being challenged they they will say that hey, my job is to preach the gospel and that's all okay yes that that is good okay but we are not out of we are not out of the world okay we are we are being saved by god so that we we can be we will become salt and light to to the place where god put us okay which is that's the part where we are not out of the world okay but some other some churches or preachers are focusing too much on not out of the world part and that can lead us into a social gospel Okay, social gospel. Okay, and right now, that, this is the, the difficulties that we face, how to maintain the balance so that we will not be out of touch with reality. But also, but also how, what should we do so that we will not be trapped in the social gospel? Okay, we need to, we need to live a life so that, so that people know that we are not of the world, but we are not out of the world. Okay so, so uh, the the book of Amos talk a lot, talk a lot about the issue of social injustice okay about social injustice okay that we need to, to, to be, we need to, to to take care of the poor we need to take care of those who cannot defend themselves okay we need to, to take care of those who are who are who, who who are not prospering or something like that you know, so 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 the book of Amos talk a lot about the issue of social injustice. Okay, and we are we are we Christians are called to to, to, to live a life that are balanced. Okay. Balance where we are not of the world, but we are not out of the world. Okay. So 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 yes, we are Christians, we are uh, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we still live on earth, okay? And while we live on earth, God has a purpose to use us to become salt and light to the people around us, okay? To the people around us. So that's why we need to live a life balance here, okay? Balance between these two. See, true through worship, through worship produces love for God and love for others. Okay, true worship produces love for God and love for others. Okay, so so, and this is what we are called for as Christians. Okay, we need to to, to continue to live in that attitude of worship, but the, but worship produce true worship produces love for God and love for others. So we Christians should be at the forefront whenever we see some acts of injustice. Okay, so we, uh, if we if we witness some some injustice out there, we will be we should be at, in the forefront, okay, to to fight against those injustices, okay. But we need to let the world know that the best weapon to fight in social injustice is by bringing people to Christ, by bringing people to become born again Christians. And to help them to grow in their faith, and to help them to grow, uh, to, to 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 as a, to to walk deeper with Christ. Okay, so that's that's the the, the challenge that we, that we have to walk as Christian here on earth. Okay. Okay. So now let's go to next part of which is Amos three, Amos three one to six fourteen. Now in this Amos three one and six fourteen amos gave three oracles and two woes against israel okay three oracles and and two woes against israel basically god is telling israel time is up okay i give you enough time to repent but you guys refuse to repent so time is up okay that's basically what God is saying to it woes against Israel the first oracle against Israel is chapter three verse one to fifteen where God is basically telling the telling Israel that hey I have chosen Israel to repre- uh, God has had chosen Israel to represent him but they failed him so God invited the Philistine and the Egyptian cities to watch towards the destruction of israel so this is bad you know god so god basically is, is telling israel hey i chose you from all the nations of the world i chose you to represent me but you fail me so then as the consequence god invited the philistine and the egyptian which is israel's main enemies so God invited them to watch the, their destruction Okay, to watch their destruction Now, and then the second oracle The second oracle is Chapter 8, Amos 4, 1 to 13 Basically, God called the wealthy woman of Samaria Samaria, again, is the capital city of the northern kingdom So God called the wealthy woman of Samaria As cows of Bashan Okay, cows of Bashan. Now, cow of of Bashan is well known for being fat cow. Okay, so so, so God called the wealthy women of Samaria cows of Bashan. Since they only wanted to fatten themselves to fulfill their desires, but they oppressed the, the poor. So God cursed them with famine, but they still refused to repent. Okay, they still refuse. So God sent them several, several several, tragedy, several uh, several uh, curse. But God sent those curses upon them, not because God hate them, but God sent those curses upon them so that they will repent. But unfortunately, God said in this second oracle that, that even after God cursed them with famine, they still refuse to repent okay so so that's so that's let let this be a warning to all of us okay so so god may use may use may may use tragedy or or hard times uh, to 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 invite us to repent okay now i don't I, i'm not saying that every hard time that we face means that God wants us to repent. No. Okay, but usually, um, when 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 we are in the middle of a storm, when we face a storm, I mean that's the best time for us to reflect. Whether is, is there something that God wants wants us to listen, or is it some is is the heart is uh, the, the, does God send the hard time my way because God wants to invite me to 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 repent. Okay, so that's something for us to reflect and to remember okay as we walk through this life And then the third oracle against Israel is from 51 to 517 He said God sang funeral song to Israel because instead of seeking him Israel was seeking false priests and the gods of Bethel and Gilgal and Beersheba Okay so so you can see that the, 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 the ironic the, the irony here. So God I mean yes, uh, from the outside, the northern kingdom is experiencing prosperity. but here God say, said to them that hey I'm singing funeral song to you. So as far as God is concerned, they are dead. So God sang funeral song to them, okay because instead of seeking Him, Israel was committing the sin of idolatry, so Israel was seeking false priests and the gods of battle and Gilgal and Beersheba. Okay, so 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 so, so let this be a warning to us. Let this be, I mean, uh, let this be a, 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 a lesson to all of us. You know, uh, to continue to seek Him. Okay, not not I mean not to not to seek other gods. Okay, so I mean, so God wants us. God, our God is a jealous God. Okay, our God is a jealous God. He loves us. He wants us to live for Him. So, so He doesn't wants us to have other gods beside Him. Okay, so so the, in the third oracle against God, I mean against Israel, God sang a funeral song to Israel. Okay, because Israel. Is seeking other gods. Okay, Israel is seeking other gods instead of Him. And then, and then after that, uh, and then after that, God gave the first woe. Okay, the first woe. So it's basically like like God is kind like is kind like telling Israel that hey, I have this against you. Okay, this is my accusation toward you. So God now is standing like uh, like the, the the persecutor. Okay, God is saying to them that, "Hey, I hated your festival. I hated your sacrifices. I hated your song to me because of their devotion to other gods." Okay, so 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 here, I mean, the the interpretation, uh, the the application to us who live uh, in the modern do not put our business do not put uh, our riches do not put uh, do not put our wealth or our talents above him okay so god our god is a jealous god okay he doesn't want us to have any other gods he doesn't want us to have any other allegiance but to him okay, so, so this is the first woe okay the first woe the first accusation god has toward israel and then the second woe is from Amos 6, 1 to 14, where God condemned the leaders for living in great wealth and entertainment at the expense of others. They thought God would never judge them. Okay, so the leaders were were were, were condemned here by God. I mean because God says is saying to them that hey, you live in luxurious living and you live in, in amazing entertainment. But at the expense of others, and you think that I will never judge you. But here, God is specifically throwing judgment at them. Okay, throwing judgment at them. Okay, and then after that, God gave, through Amos, God gave Israel five visions of judgment. This is from Amos seven one to nine ten. So the first first. Uh, the first three visions from chapter seven, one to verse one to nine. First is God would send a swarm of locusts to devastate the fields, the fields of Israel, but Amos interceded and God relented. Okay, so God first said that I'm going to send a swarm of locusts to you guys, but then Amos interceded on behalf of Israel, and God relented. The second, the second vision, God said, "I would send a consuming fire to consume Israel," but again, Amos interceded and God relented. Okay, and then God would, uh, the third vision, God said, "I would weaken Israel to bring grief to Israel," and this uh, uh, starting this one for some reason, Amos uh, did not intercede. Okay, so 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 this one it will be carried out. Okay, it would be carried out and then the fourth vision Amos 8 1 to 14 God would ruin israel and bring misery to israel celebration God said there would be no safe hiding and place in israel And then the fifth vision The fifth vision I'm oh, sorry The, uh, they said God moved like a whirlwind and demolished the altars of pagan gods in Bethel, and Israel would be covered. Uh, Israel would 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 be covered by chaotic sea water. Okay, by chaotic sea water. So 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 this is the fifth vision. Now the the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word that God used here is basically god is singing song of funeral a funeral song okay like someone who is lamenting for the death of his uh, of his or her friend okay so that's the the hebrew word be, behind all of this okay so basically god is 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 very sad that he has to do this god doesn't want to, to, to uh, god doesn't want israel to go through tough times he loves israel but he know he has to do this because if he didn't do this, then the people of Israel would not repent. Okay, so that's why the, the Hebrew word behind this is God is singing a song of lament, a song of sadness, a song of funeral. Okay, so and then but then God closes the book by giving them five promises of restoration. So again this is the beauty of all the prophetic books okay yes the judgment is real but the judgment is only temporary okay uh, god i mean yes the judgment is real the discipline is real but eventually god will restore them okay god will restore them god will will bring them back to him okay the first promise is god would restore david's fallen shelter okay david's fallen shelter so god will god will not forget what he has promises to david okay to david remember we talked about the davidic covenant uh i think last year that that god promised david that that that, they, uh, the, that david's descendant will all, will have will always sit on the throne okay so so here god promise to israel that god would restore david's fallen shelter and then the second promise is the royal line of david would be returned to israel okay so and then god would rebuild the household of god's people in the promised land okay god would rebuild the household of god's people in the promised land yes they the people of israel will be sent to exile but then God promised them that they will return, and then God will rebuild the household of God's people in the promised land, okay. and then God would restore the land so that once again it will produce an abundance of wine and crops. Okay, so so basically, God promised Israel that the judgment will I mean will not be the end of for them. Okay, God still have have plan to restore them and then the promised land would not only be restored to what it was but becoming even more than it had ever been okay and again as you all see the five promises of restoration all of these five promises eventually ultimately are fulfilled in the person of jesus christ okay in the person of jesus christ when god sent the messiah then that's a sign that god has restored david's fallen shelter when jesus christ walked on this face of the earth that's a sign that the royal line of david would be returned already returned to israel okay when when jesus is here walking in this earth that's a sign that that the household of god's people in the promised land has been rebuilt okay so when jesus christ when when john the baptist said that behold the lamb of god who has taken away the sins of the world that's a sign that god has restored the land so that once again he will produce an abundance of wine and crops okay so when so 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 here you will see that all you see that all five promises ultimately are fulfilled in the person of jesus christ okay ultimately are fulfilled in the person of jesus christ and that that's Pretty much the message of the book of Amos, okay, pretty much the message of the book of Amos. Yes, the judgment is real, okay, the the, 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 the judgment is real, the discipline is real, but the beauty is God also has promises, okay, God also uh, is, is showing to all of us that He is faithful, even though we are faithless, okay, He will fulfill His promises. So in the book of Amos, we learn that true worship of God always leads to justice, righteousness, and loving others. Okay, justice, righteousness, and loving others. Yeah, I remember uh, John and Aneta many years ago when we, when you, when you still uh, have the the warehouse, I don't know what you call that one, that uh, for Thanksgiving, you guys cook free thanksgiving meal for anybody who can come uh, who want to come you know so so that's i mean that that's that's what a true worship i mean true true worship to god is you know so i remember when i drove to south lake with my wife i saw the sign you put in front of your house free thanksgiving meal so anybody can come and eat Free Thanksgiving meal. I mean, I mean, at your house. So, 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 so that's what a true worship, um, of God is. Okay, it leads to justice, righteousness, and loving others. Okay, so that that's the message of of Amos. Okay, that's something that we need to remember always. That God against empty ritual. Okay, it's not that God against prosperity, but we need to realize the danger of prosperity. Okay, prosperity can easily lead us to a life of compromise, idolatry, and empty ritualism. Okay, and empty ritualism, and I think that's what uh, I have talked to to several ministers from uh, persecuted countries in the nations in the world. Okay, and they they all told me they all told me that the quality of disciples, Christian disciples, in and in in those areas where Christianity is persecuted compared to the disciples of Jesus Christ here in North America are really different they're very different. They said that the disciples in the persecuted lands are usually more mature they're more I mean they I mean more disciplined. I mean their love for God is just shining through okay. And compared to us who live in the comfort life of, of North America, usually we, we become more spoiled, you know, we become more slumber. You know, we, we I mean, just, I mean, uh, I, 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 I watched uh, a story. Uh, I saw a picture one time of some children, Christian children, who live in a, in a Christian, small Christian village in, in Indonesia. And whenever they want to go to school, they literally has to, to, to cross rivers because the government refuses to build bridges for them because the government don't care about Christian village. You know. So, so, so these little children have to walk, has to literally swim through rivers to go to school. You know. So, uh, see, here in America, for us, whenever we have a slow Wi Fi, we 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 see that as persecution already, you know, but in, in, there are some places where being a Christian means that you should be ready to suffer, you know, you may be put to jail or something like that, okay, but I mean, but uh, when we, we, com- if we compare the quality of the disciples in those persecuted lands with the disciples here in North America, it's, it's really different, and it's it's true with every other area you know i i I know a a kung fu master you know he has many kung fu schools in all over the world and he told me that the quality of of his kung fu students from from uh, suffering countries compared to his students from north america where where i mean that where life is so easy life is so prosper. he said that it's so different you know, the quality is so different you know, so, so, so I think that's let that re, let the book of Amos remind us you know, yes we'll, we should be thankful that we live in North America where, uh, where nobody put a gun on our head for believing in Jesus Christ you know, but don't let the, that comfort living lead us to a life of compromise and idolatry and especially, please do not let the comfort of, of living here in North America lead us to empty ritual. Okay, to, I mean, so we need to return to God. We need to, to really be serious with our relationship with God and to live a life that is glorifying to Him. Okay, be the salt and light for the glory of God. Okay, I think that's. That's pretty much it that, That's the book of Amos Okay that's the book of Amos Next week we will learn The beautiful book of the book of Hosea Okay oh, I love the book of Hosea Beautiful book A beautiful book Okay, it's a, it's a book that really showed The love of God for his people Okay so so n- next week will be We will study The book of Hosea Okay the book of Hosea So that's it Oh, it's we are a little bit over. So I was hoping we will finish by 8:30, but so uh, one once again, thank you guys for for joining. I mean, I'm really, really grateful for all of you. Grateful that you guys spend time on Friday night. You know, for most people, Friday night is a time to eat or time to watch movie. And we have Vincent the dog here, so uh, <laughs> so so thank you guys and uh, so I hope uh, you will join me again next week as we learn the book of Hosea and what like like what I said I love the book of Hosea, it's an amazing beautiful prophetic book so 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 let. Uh, uh, let us pray, okay, so that we can begin our our weekend, okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everybody who joining me tonight. Father, I know they have they have many choices to for things to do on Friday night. They can watch movie, they can watch TV, they can they can do, have so many options. But instead, Father, they they chose to join me to study your word Father I pray that you bless each and every one of them you know their needs you know the longing of their hearts and I pray that you meet them at the point of their needs and I pray that you bless them so that they will become blessings to others for the glory of your name and Father may you take them deeper in their relationship with you and put in them more desire for you, more thirst for you, so that their life will reflect your glory, Father. So that their life will reflect how awesome you are and how glorious you are. And I pray, Father, for those who will release, listen to, the, to this recording, those who, uh, who who those in Indonesia, in Singapore, in Canada. In California, in Houston, Father, in, in Nagaland, who will listen to this recording. I pray, Lord, that that you will visit them and you will show your kindness and your favor upon them. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this time. And once again, Father, may your name be glorified, Father. May your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you.